Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Uh, once again, I have my hype man, a.k.a. Mr. Derek Green, with me today um, on the cast. And welcome to the podcast, Natalie Martinez. Hi. Thank you for being here. Uh, thanks, Sean B. and Chris Uvain for making this happen. <laughs> the buddies. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Um, so welcome. Thank right. you. I'm How so are excited. You? How, how's life in the pandemic? Life's good in the pandemic. Um, I know. <laughs> it kind of feels... <laughs> Off to a good start. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, there's definitely... It's a very serious thing. And yeah. there's a lot of seriousness going on. But, you know, that's one of the things about 2020 that I've always kind of said. I like to look at the positive. Um, totally. And 2020 for me was clear vision. 2020. And I think it made us a lot... Like, made us reflect a lot on what really matters. Um for me, with all the political stuff going around and all these things happening, it really showed how much people are really coming together as much as it seems people are kind of fighting each other. I agree. There's another side of it where people are really coming together and standing up for each other and doing things for each other. So I was just, I chose to look at it that way, you know, to kind of be positive because it's really, it can be really depressing. Totally. You know, it can be mental health. Mental health is a real big scare for most. I mean, even for me, I've had my moments where I was up and down, you know, not working, not being able to see my friends, not being able to see my family. I moved my mom in with me the first couple of months because I thought the world was going to end. Yeah, oh, I was you, just going to ask you that. Yeah. yeah. Was that your impression, this positivity at the very beginning? Or no, you... in the beginning, I was like washing everything. Like <laughs> we too. would, We would go to the grocery store and it would be me, my mom, my boyfriend. We're just getting undressed at the door. Like we, everything we wore from outside, we would take off. Right you in know, the washing we, machine. Yeah, everything was being washed. And a lot of those things I've, I've taken with me, I still kind of i'm like why didn't i wash my vegetables before <laughs> you know um or like the certain things but it was uh you know it was definitely challenging in the beginning i had just found out i got diagnosed with lupus right in wow. the kind of beginning of it all so that really scared me because i'm like this disease this uh you know pandemic's happening and this sickness is going around and i have a weakened immune system and it's like that's scary yeah it was really intense so, so what, what i don't know uh, lupus, like what happens, like what goes I, on? It's just, it's an autoimmune disease. Okay. So for example, one of the things with me, I don't have life, uh, organ threatening, but I, my white blood cells are really low. Okay. You know, I think average is supposed to be 5.5 to 7.5. I'm 2.2, mm -hmm. you know? So my body takes a lot to kind of fight off things and, and, and it kind of attacks itself where my body thinks I'm the sickness and it's I attacking see. itself. And I was getting okay. these rashes and these certain things. So I really had to mentally that's why I think I had to switch my perspective on stuff because stress is like the number one killer of all, you know? And if I just sat there watching the news and oh, freaking dude. out and, and hanging on every bad thing, which there's a lot of bad stuff going on dude. right now, if I hung out to all that, I would just wither away, <laughs> Yeah, you know? So I really had to turn around and see the positive, which we look for it. It's really there, man. Mm -hmm. It really 100%. is. Yeah. That's scary. Like just getting diagnosed at right before the thing. That's, I can't imagine. Well, and yeah, the world the, shuts down. The world shuts down from this like disease that's <laughs> yeah, it out, yeah. you know, that, that attacks your immune system. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was definitely kind of a trip. But I think, you know, I've changed my diet. Mm -hmm. You know, we were all just talking about yeah, being yeah, vegan yeah. and I brought over some juices a lot of and snacks. fruits. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one of the biggest things where, you know, I'm not going to let this kind of uh, affect me or take me down. In fact, I've already gotten better. Um you know, levels wise and my white blood cell counts getting up and stuff, but I had to cut gluten. I cut dairy. Wow. Um, I had to really eat balanced meals. Right. Um, I'm not a vegan, but I did switch to a lot of like vegan things like, mm -hmm. you know, the, you know, vegan A's, like just better right, yeah, options yeah, yeah. Right. for things that I didn't have to, you know, 
I chose to not eat like the gluten and the dairy and you know processed foods yes. and stuff. Yeah. Which I don't even know why it's even legal. Like why it's is question. it's a great question? Why yeah. is this legal? And I was looking up the other day, like why is gluten so bad for you? Because I really miss pizza. Yeah, because <laughs> some of the gluten free pizza we know it's kind of hard. Some of it's kind of rough. Yeah, yeah, some of it's it's a little hard. You know, especially when there, I'm like yeah. on Instagram, I'm following like Prince Pizza, Prince Street Pizza, and I like had like amazing New York pizza before in Miami. We have Frankie's Pizza. I grew up on like I crave <laughs> these things. But um, yeah, and it's like you look at the word using Latin even it's like glue, gluten. Like, why do I want to put that in my body? It's so true. Mm. The yeah. cauliflower pizza, too. Yeah, that's all the rage. now. I tried. It's OK. The cauliflower. Is, the kids are loving it. No, yeah, you try it's it, all though? the rage on campus these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the new kids are doing it. But there is so many gluten free options now. There's there so many options. For all well, luckily, like, we're in L.A. and yes, it's a very, you know, healthy foot forward kind of a yeah. city that we live in. So it's really easy to have. Just healthy food. Like I'm on the go and I stop and I eat really kind of healthy. Yeah. Were so, you were you working on something when this everything got shut down? Were you yeah. somewhere? Yeah. So I was shooting a pilot at the moment and I was in Chicago, and it was it was already a weird kind of temperament going around because it was everyone was still kind of talking about what's going on and yeah. and then our first day of work the NBA shuts down and I just remember for me that's like a a pivotal moment in this whole thing because NBA shut down everyone shut down it's after true. that. That set it off. You know, because everyone was yeah. like, oh, I don't know. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. The NBA shut down. Everyone was like, okay, we're out. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> yeah. everything just went radio silent. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I, I flew back. That was March 13th, my mom's birthday. I flew back home and had her moved in the next day because I was just, she lived wow. in an apartment building and I was like, people coming in and out. Yeah, and, scary. You know, what's going to happen? And I was like this. And then, of course, me, everything to me turns into like, you know, the day after tomorrow or like the world's going to end. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm really dramatic. Yeah, I, I think that was on the minds of a lot of people. I, I, I feel mean, you that, on that. that. Yeah, so I was like, you know, I'm up yeah. in the hills. I'm like, come up here. We're going to lock it out. And we have the dogs and like, right. I'll cook. Everyone brings shit over. Yeah. Yeah, the first couple of weeks were really, it, it was like heavy, man. Yeah, it was definitely difficult, I think, for a lot of people because the lack of information. People didn't know what was was going on. So Mm -hmm. let your fears run rampant. Yeah. Yeah. And the imagination can go wild in something that's never happened before in our lifetime. So I know a lot of people were really just, you know, letting their imagination run because Mm -hmm. there was no information, you know, factual. No, what we were getting was a lot of fear based information thrown at us. Right. Like a lot. 24 7. 24 7. Everyone. And they would just cling to these things that, like, and also at the <laughs> same time, a political situation that was oh, yeah. unnerving to begin with. So it was like that on top yeah. of it just made the situation seem. And I just think it got more. Mag- I think without social media, it would have been. It's so magnified with social media as well. It makes it even ten yeah. times. No I mean, yeah, because look, we've gone through things. You know, we went through the swine flu. And we've gone yeah, through Ebola. You know, we've gone through a lot of things. It's just nowadays, everyone has. You know, everyone has a voice. And everyone has an opinion and everyone has an outlet where they can put whatever news they find relevant and true, true. to them out. So there's a lot of mixed kind information. of inform- information out yeah. there, you know, which is, again, I, I mean, I, I'm grateful for technology because we get to do see and mm-hmm. put light to situations oh, that yeah. were kept in the dark. Yeah. But then at the same time, we're also have to be careful what we see and read out there because it's not always, you know, the truth, the truth. Yeah, It's hard to figure out like. What's real and what's fake mm-hmm. at this point? You know what I mean? Wasn't yeah. there three sides to the truth? Your version, my version, and then the, the, the truth, <laughs> you know? The truth, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
It, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's getting better now. It seems like it's getting light in the tunnels, you know? Things are starting to open up. 25% capacity restaurants and all yeah, that stuff yesterday. Yeah, I ate in a restaurant yesterday. Yeah, we did too, yeah. That was God. really interesting. <laughs> we, was, it, was, it, was it exciting? Were you nervous? or? I was just happy not to be cold. Yeah. I was, I'm like, I'm from Miami. I'm Cuban. I, I, anything below 70 to me is freezing. Okay. Freezing, freezing. So that was really you. rough. We, we tried to go out. I was trying to dress cute one night. I was like, no. I was like, I need to put sweatpants on, like a hoodie, a beanie, everything. Yeah. Eating inside is going to be so exciting. I mean, just going back into a restaurant. and that, That's the thing that affected me the most out of all this. It really hurt my heart to see all these mom and pop shops and businesses. Totally. Like that really hurt, you know? It hurt just to see that and, you know, I can get all like big corporations are getting all these things and all these mom pops are suffering, you know, it, it just, it sucks because I think it really hurt the working man's like heart in this country, you know, now before where you, you came here and you're like, I can start whatever business I want. I feel like I'm going to be so scared to start any business in case something like this happens. I'm going to lose it all. Yeah. The American dream, like just coming here and having that opportunity you know reality setting yeah. in yeah and so many of them got <laughs> shut down there's so many friends of ours restaurant every everywhere you know mm-hmm. it's really unfortunate so um so when did so how was it growing up in miami amazing uh it, i think it makes you a different breed for sure mm-hmm. one of the things i've noticed when i came out here and i've traveled a bit and the things that i was kind of used to and accustomed to and the pace of life yeah that i was accustomed to that all of a sudden i came around like you guys didn't do this i was like oh wow i'm different <laughs> and <laughs> you you're, know and you're second generation first generation first generation yeah cuba. okay so, so yeah mom's, mom's, mom's was here born guys in cuba. yeah mom's were born in cuba my second guest is from actually cuba yeah all yeah. right. So who's your first? Oh, uh, this guy Roger. It's a hardcore band from New York, Agnostic Front. He yeah. was born and raised in he Cuba. Was born yeah. And nice. Raised there. Yeah. 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 So she, my mom and my dad were both born in Cuba. Um, my mom came when she was five. My dad went to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. from Cuba when he was eight and lived and was raised in Puerto Rico till fifteen and then went to Miami. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was born there, but I think also you have to remember too, like Miami's a fast pace. Yeah place you, well, you were born in Miami. i was born and raised yeah, in Miami. Right. Yeah. it's like new york vibes right it does but with like scarface thrown into yeah. the mix you know yeah, but you grew up in the 80s <laughs> and palm so. trees yeah, yeah i'm an 80s baby so yeah. all wow. all and my uncles and like oh you should see the amount of like jail mail that i have as a kid with all these super cool cartoon drawings wow. you know because it's, it's <laughs> my mom just put her hands in her face not that it's bad but we grew up in that world where mm-hmm. you know it's, I mean, the cocaine cowboys to me are like the guys who came over for Thanksgiving and brought the turkey. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, so you it's, see it's like... It's a fascinating uh, time period in Miami and it, also in the U.S. in general, yeah. but especially political. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so your family was leaving because of the... Yes. Because of the revolution. Yes. Okay. Well, they left because, yeah, Castro just right. to have a better future. You know, my mom, my, my grandmother had two girls and was pregnant with another one when she came, which is really interesting because she came to Miami and then they kind of dispersed everyone around the country um, to different places and they got sent to Chicago. So you imagine what a culture shock that is to go from Cuba (laughs) with pregnant with a child and two little kids in that freezing cold, you know? So, so two of my aunts were born in Chicago and then the other two were born in Miami. But yeah, it was, I mean, Growing up there, one of the things I kind of just realized is because I come first generation, mm-hmm. um, my pa- my parents and my parents' parents had that hustle in them, you know? And I think the Cuban culture period just has that, you know, 
uh, invention is a breed of all necessities. Mm-hmm. Is that the word for it? Yeah, Inven- I invention. I don't know. There's one, one of those things. <laughs> I think so. But um, what it is is that you, you know you come from nothing and you have to rebuild everything. So yeah. we, I grew up with a dad like work, work. My mom's and my dad's both work ethic is just like hardcore. You know, mm-hmm. we have to rebuild this entire life. So I grew up with that hustle, like right. as a little kid. And I come out, I'm like, I, you just get it. Like, yeah. that's why Miami has a guy for everything. Like, we just get it done. So <laughs> when I traveled around and I see people that were my age and they're like still with their parents, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> go get yeah. this shit yourself. different culture. Yeah. yeah. You know, we were taught very young to kind of go after and, you know, kind of just risk. Like, mm-hmm. just be comfortable with risk and, and going after what you want. And yeah. you still have a lot of relatives living in Cuba? Or? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We actually and went not long ago. Uh, we went not long ago. My grandmother who passed already, but she passed at 105, wow. I believe. And she was, yeah, she was amazing. So I went to go see her a couple times to kind of get to know her. So I've been to Cuba, but I wouldn't say that I actually like, you know, visited Cuba because when I went, I just wanted to be with her because uh, okay. there was so much I wanted to talk to her, get to know yeah. her that I didn't feel like going around like a tourist and seeing places when I have 103, 105, those are the two times I went. Right. Grandmother and, there. And how old were you when, when this, you went the first time? I think I was 23 the first time. Okay. 23. My dad was very kind of against it. Okay. Yeah, my dad was very anti-Castro. Not that my mm. mom was pro, but <laughs> right. my dad was like, didn't want to even hear about my trip. My right. dad would not smoke a Cuban cigar. Got it. My wow. kid wanted nothing to do unless, you know, but he also didn't have family there. Mm. For my mom, is a little harder because her grandmother's there. I see. You know, yeah. so, uh, so we wanted to see my family and we were still in contact with them. We still talk to them and try to help them out as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of nuts when you go there. You know, yeah. everyone yeah. lives... It, this is like the size of the house, oh, you yeah. know, it's like, a, yeah. yeah, like a regular size kitchen is like the size of someone's house. And maybe you have like a room or two, you know, I remember the first time I went there, I would go to the bathroom and then I have to call my aunt to like figure out how to get rid of the bathroom because <laughs> oh, wow. there's like, yeah, there's no running water. You take oh, a shower wow. with a bucket, mm-hmm. you know, now wow. we, we got a little fancier and they put like a water filtration, like a, just basically a big ass bucket on the top of the roof that like <laughs> yeah. filters it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I mean, but, were you in shock? Like, did you have culture shock when you're going like, oh, my God. Like, uh. You know, I feel like a little bit in the sense where like that moment, you know, right. wow, you don't even have like just you can't flush a toilet. Right. That, yeah. that kind of stuff. Appreciate what, the, you what really hurt was when I went to the grocery store. Mm. That really hurt because I saw the differences in prices for a tourist for, you know, a Cuban and like a like a wow. like a regular Cuban and for a tourist. And the prices were just so jacked. And like what they make in a month, they can barely buy like a pound of meat, you know? Wow. So I kind of go there like Santa Claus and buy a bunch of stuff for the three houses and um, with for my family. And mm-hmm. it's just, and it, what I loved about them is that they never asked for anything. I'd be like, oh, do you want, like, do we need milk? Do we need this? And they're like, they don't want to ask of anything. They're just so happy for us just to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, girl, talk. Like, how much meat do we need? <laughs> like, how much, like, do we need milk for the baby? You know, my poor grandmother's drinking baby formula. Right. Like, the stuff that really kind of hurt wow. to see, you know, and it's very communist where they have a little paper and they write for the month they got their ration of eggs they got their ration of bread mm-hmm. and that still exists yeah and this was what 2011 maybe so that's still around it's a yeah. different world man i mean that's why i was asking uh about cuba i mean i know a lot of americans have never been there mm-hmm. yeah I've been there. um and so when i had the chance to go that's when a completely different understanding of the entire conflict yeah. A better understanding about Cubans that are 
living in Miami and the Cubans are living there. So I got to meet yeah. both sides mm-hmm. finally, you know. And so my interpretation, too, was definitely a shock that I didn't realize how much in destitute it was. But then it was great to really hear Cubans from Cuba talk about living there, who yeah. are living there. So it was like a completely they different They wouldn't change it for the world. What's that? They, a lot of them wouldn't change it for the world. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it was just fascinating hearing both sides and also meeting people who were living in the U.S. before the revolution and came back really? to Cuba. Yeah, I met some older mm-hmm. uh, people that were working in the government that were in Cuba. And the whole reason I went there is to play with my band. And you my guys band played is, there? We played there. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, wow, this was 2008. What's we're a crowd like for like a metal bands. band in Cuba? Well, the band that I play in is from South America, so that's why Separatory. we're able to, mm-hmm. to, to go to Cuba because mm. we're invited by the government, and they were like, hey, Got it. this is a Brazilian band. They can come to Cuba, yeah. and a uh. lot of people have been requesting them. A lot of the students in the school, the music school, there, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we want this band to play. That's cool. So we went there through the government, and it was completely mind-blowing. I was like, well, I'm an American. I don't know how that, that's going to work, and they're like, don't worry about it. We'll be at the airport. Yeah. You come in and. Well, you can get special visas. Yeah. Yeah. Like we got and, a visa because my grandmother was still there. So you can get special visas and right. go. And I was leaving from Sao Paulo, from Brazil. Yeah. So they were so like, okay, easier. it's going to be fine. And uh, it was insane. You know, it was it was the first metal show they've ever had That's there. So wow. cool. So it was really intense. Like, so people came from all Is around the country. Is it a big show there? A big show? It was massive. It was like literally the country. You know, people came from everywhere. And we're playing in the anti-imperialistic square there. And wow. we use like a PA system that Fidel's PA system. Oh, wow. Is that like, crazy? I was like, we cannot what? blow. I was like, please <laughs> do not blow this up. Are you serious? You know, I'm serious. Wow. And he knew we were there and his brother. And it was like, what? it was intense. It was, it was really a dream come true to me. Yeah. I always wanted to go to Cuba. For sure. And I met so many incredible Cubans. And that's why I was like, I got to go. I got to go. And. Uh, it was unbelievable. You know, I mean, the, the aspects of it that were great, I thought, was like everyone talking to everyone. Nobody on the cell phone, because nobody had cell phones. Mm. And then no advertisement, which I thought was like amazing. So it's just like, well, except for, you know, Che. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Who <laughs> was like, well, Jesus. I, I know. was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, wow, they really pushed that. So that was just the most incredible thing, just walking on the street like, hey, hello, talking to everyone. Everyone. You know, and everyone being able to speak like, different languages a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Or oh, the oh. education there, there's 98 or 99% literacy. Exactly. Wow. Like, and some of the best doctors Absolutely. are from And filmmakers. Cuba. Yeah. And I mean, oh, film amazing schools, film. Amazing film schools. Ama- I just got to see like all of that. You know, yeah. they were just like hyping it like, we're going to well, go Well, you here. walk around and you think, you know, you have this like communist country that's like, you right. know, there's, like, there are a lot of parts of it, but you walk around and people are happy. There is oh, music yeah. playing in the corners. It's kind of yeah. walking like a jazz fest in New Orleans where you just right. hear music coming from so many yeah. different places. And, yeah, totally. you know, it's just the quality of just the people there are just so cool and so nice. And it's. Exactly. You feel safe. You feel it's yeah. it's really a yeah, great I country. Safe again. I didn't see anybody like police or, or anything like that. Like yeah. really stuck in my mind. It was just like the positivity, the positivity, yeah. the you know, the attitude of people was just really, really mm-hmm. amazing. You yeah. know, it really like my drummer. I remember him just tearing, tearing up on stage, like really? waiting for us to play 
people had Brazilian Cuban flags, you know, wow. with the yeah. sound check, just there to see it. Like they weren't like metalheads. Well, like, one of I'm the things I really, saw. Right. One of the things I was I noticed about that is that they love like you, you know you think everybody wants to come to America but no they're like no I want to go to Sweden I want to go to Brazil yeah. I want to go to Russia like that's the one thing that also kind of broke my heart because they can't really go like us that we could just buy a flight and kind of really yeah. go anywhere we want um well, not now but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know but those things like I I imagine them having those Brazilian fags and just like loving loving Love culture it. and like countries and just totally. wanting to understand and see have you seen the skateboarding culture that they have Cute. there yeah i saw that oh so like a doc on a mini doc on it, i think yeah. it's so cool and jp yeah. the artist is out there i have a friend of mine jose parla who's a graffiti artist yeah in just an artist period they've gone out there and done amazing street art like i don't even know how they get away with half the things that they did yeah. but it's like amazing it's, it's incredible i mean uh, it was definitely one of the most unforgettable trips and i i love to go back you know it was yeah just, i do too i want to go someday and so many uh, incredible people i mean as far as i just you know it's just a better understanding going there and that's what i miss about traveling mm-hmm. and being face to face you know you'll yeah, never learn that from no. being online or things i read in a book about cuba or yeah, anything no. <laughs> yeah. you know one thing i can say when i first went there I kind of, I don't know if this makes sense. I've never been in jail, but <laughs> I always use jail as a thing. But I felt like I had been in jail. And when I got there, I, I needed to play catch up on life. I don't know if that, I don't know why that was like one thing that kind of stuck up to me or it was the fact that like I got there and I just felt like I'm home. Yeah. Like now I understand why I am the way that I am, oh, yeah. okay. you know? And I felt, I guess the whole jail thing comes up because I just felt like I had so many years to like, of my life that I, I can now find to put the pictures together and like gain information. I felt like I had gone out and I saw like a new world, you know, and it really is something that I, I really did feel like, I guess is that feeling of belonging or yeah. understanding my culture. Cause I'm here roots, and I, yeah. yeah. And I grew up in Miami, but you know, and I'm American, but I grew up very Latin. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the way that I eat, the way that I dance, the way that I speak, the way that I act, like everything is so Cuban about me, yeah. you know? And that's one of the things when I got there, I was like, oh, like I understand. I'm home. <laughs> I'm home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it just the it's people, awesome. the dancing, like everything I saw just made me feel like, oh, wow. Now I like, now I felt like I really, being there made me feel like I really know who I am now. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay, back to Miami. Yeah. Um, so what, what was like your first like exposure to like wanting to be an actress or actor? I say actor or actress. You can say actor. They change right. it now, right? Are you, are you an actor or actress? I mean, they change, I, they change it now. I, don't, I can't keep up. But okay, yeah, an, uh, an actor. the terminology yeah. for men and women. Yeah, actor. actor. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. is that your goals in school when you graduate to become? No, I wanted to be originally a neonatal nurse, and then I wanted to be wow. a midwife. I wanted to deliver babies. Wow. So completely awesome. off. Um, my biggest goal was just to move into an apartment in Co- Coconut Grove and become a deliver babies. Wow. <laughs> that was like all I wanted out of life. <laughs> That's amazing. And my mom, you know, I grew up in a barber shop. Um, all my family, my grandfather was a barber. My mom was a hairdresser, and all of my aunts did nails. And the shop was called Papas and Daughters. And I went to high school. um, I got a job. You know, I worked at Walgreens. And I volunteered all through my high school years at Mercy Hospital uh, and the maternity ward. Because they had a whole program there, which was my goal. You know, that I worked, you know, for them in the maternity ward. They would help me with college. And then in turn, hire me when I got out. There's like this whole program for nurses and stuff, you That's know, cool. back then, talking about like 18 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
So I was doing that and then I'd go to my mom's shop and I'd make side money. You know, I'd braid hair. I'd do my girlfriend's like, you know, eyebrows and That's updos cool. for like Christmas formal and stuff. And most of my bread and butter came from cornrows because it was the <laughs> early 2000s. <laughs> so, I mean, I could do your eyelid, iris and braids. I can do them all. That's sick. And, um... So that's what I was doing. And when I got to work one day, my mom's like, I'll give you the day off because uh, if you go, if you do, if you do something for me. Mm. And she had heard on the radio that Jennifer Lopez was having a nationwide model search. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like the we last. Were you at all at that time? No. Okay, okay. No, I'm on scrubs and working the cosmetic okay. counter at Walgreens okay. and braiding hair. And like my biggest achievement in life was just to get an apartment. <laughs> but your mom saw your mom saw that in you though. Yeah. So my yeah. mom, you know, she was like, please just go. I know those trappers. Uh, please, can you just, I'll give you the day off. And I'm like, well, I wanted to go to Ultra Fest. And she's like, I'll buy you and your boyfriend at the time. She's like, I'll buy you and your boyfriend tickets to Ultra Fest if you go do this this thing. I'm like, all right, done. I was like, I get a free day. I get a hundred bucks to buy a ticket to like Ultra Fest. Mind you, I'm 17 years old. Who's so playing Ultra Fest? Who the hell knows? I, don't, I just <laughs> I just wanted to go. I wanted to go to a festival, mm -hmm. you know? And um, and I was a little bit of a hippie back then, you know okay. what I'm saying? So I was just I got like you. trying to trying to just listen to some music, man, and be outside, you know? And <laughs> and deliver some babies. Like I was mad so hippie. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like puka shells. It was it was a wow. mess. <laughs> so we, uh, I was like, all right, fine. I went and showed up to at the local mall. It was day, it was at Dayland. There was a store called Birdines, which doesn't even exist anymore. And they had held these like nationwide, you know, search. And there, I think it might be eight hundred girls show up. I show up to the <laughs> the mall, and I'm wearing a tank top with no bra on, jeans and sandals that talk to you because the lip is broken. And not that for lack of money. I'm just, again, a hippie. I really yeah. care. My boyfriend showed up with like a little uh, guitar on his back, you know? And I looked around and every girl is decked out. Sure. Makeup. Looking like those big hats with the velour suits and their modeling books. And I'm like, whoa, I am way out of my league here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whatever, but we're going to do it. You know, I waited in line and they had like a runway in the middle of a mall that I had to get up wow. and do the runway. And I was like, fuck it. You know, I just went up, did my thing. You just wanted the tickets. I just wanted tickets, <laughs> you know? I just went up, did my thing, left. My mom got a call. We want her back, but can she dress a little bit, you know, more for the part? <laughs> I'm like, actually put clothes on. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I did it again. Mom's obviously excited at this point. I wow. went again. And then I got chosen as one of the finalists for Miami out of, I, I can't remember how many girls showed up to Miami, but it was 6,000 girls nationwide. Wow. Oh so then they flew me to New York. This is the first time I've ever been to New York. And me and my mom were there. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Me and my mom were there and Macy's is doing the whole press for everything. Okay. And all the girls line up and we all go to Macy's and that's where they're doing this whole stuff. And they come up and interview me like, oh, this is your first time in New York. Like, what do you want to see? I'm like, we want to go to Chinatown. <laughs> Mind you, like, <laughs> we're very humble, okay? Like, wow. we didn't come from nothing. Like, we, we grew yeah. up in the hood of Miami. We, like, we, we worked in barbershops. Like, for us, like, we wanted Chinatown. I wanted the free cookies. Like, I was just there for the experience. You know, again, it. this is not, we thought the whole time Miss Puerto, the, the Puerto Rico girl was going to win, which, by the way, I'm still really good friends with. Oh, wow. We cool. didn't talk for years. Um, mind you, we were 17. We reconnected when I was 24 years old and have been best friends again since then. So that was really cool. cool. But wow. I remember when I saw her again, I'm like, dude, I always thought you were going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she was like a real model and gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I'm just like some chick from Color Ridge that wants to deliver babies, you know? 
So I never forget, J-Lo pulls us in different, like at different times separately and asks us, uh, you know, what made us want to model and stuff, like interviews us for this whole process. Oh, wow. She did personally. Yeah, personally. Wow. It was her... It was her, Benny Medina. I think she was with uh, married to Chris at the time mm -hmm. and a couple other people. So I sit down in this room and she's like, you know, have you always wanted a model? I'm like, no. <laughs> she's like, what are you doing here? I go, my, I go, my mom made me come. <laughs> and she's like, my mom made me, she's like, so what do you want to do? And I told her I wanted to deliver, you know, I wanted to be a neonatal nurse at the time. That's, That's kind amazing. of what I was like going towards. She's like, okay. Everyone's kind of like, you know, asked me a couple of questions. I went back. They called me back in again. And all the girls now are like whispering, like, why is she going back in twice? Mm -hmm. What's happening? And she calls me back in again. And she's like, why a nurse and not the doctor? Like, I, I think Benny was the one of her, like, mm -hmm. asked me, like, why a nurse and not a doctor? And I said, I've worked in the maternity ward and I barely see them. And the nurses are always there and have the biggest connection with the patients. And I got to like, you just, you just had so much time with them. I love the patients. I love handling yeah, the babies. Yeah. I love being there for those moments, teaching them how to like, you know, wrap the babies, clean the belly buttons, like do all these things. Yeah. Right. And that's just what I really loved. And I love the, the commodity between the nurses, you know, you just see the doctors come in and out, yeah. in and out and tell you the truth. I'm not really studious. Right. So the nurse was like way up my alley. <laughs> not that I was a bad student. I just didn't want to be there. Right. Wow. Know? So yeah. And then I got chosen to be her. So that's kind of what opened up okay. the door for me. I became Natalie Martinez, the face of JLo. And it was supposed to be wow. one ad on YM magazine and that's it. And that was supposed to like open doors for me, but they liked me so much and i think they got so much uh feedback from them that they actually hired me for multiple lookbooks i think i did a whole year of her lookbooks wow. and i was like on buses and mm -hmm. no mom hit mom it. called that mom man. called crazy. it for sure so from that i was i got an agency in miami and you know i started doing like little things here and there but i was kind of like fighting it you mm -hmm. know again i didn't want to do it i didn't like it um i mean it was cool and all but it, it also showed me an avenue of life that was very destructive and very you know mm. that that side of the world yeah um were, which, you like, were you like a were you like a party girl before that yeah i mean okay. that's the other thing about miami like you know i was going to clubs at 15 with braces yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. and i'm talking about like the best clubs out there like my it, we were we were very social okay. you know so when you open that up and now i'm hanging out with like oh, you know yeah. i can get into any club i can do anything so yeah. stuff like that it definitely opens up another world for you um and I think I had already just, I had just finished high school and they had um, called me up. Oh yeah. I didn't want to do it. So I kept fighting it, you know, and that kind of led me to have like kind of a little bit of resentment to it. Okay. You know, it just wasn't my world. Yeah. And it was very superficial. And again, I was very humble. I was very like, I loved my friends. I loved the normalcy of my world. I wanted to be very normal right. and this wasn't. So I think I fought it a lot, but the universe was like, no, you're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and like every time I would fight back, the universe will fight back even harder. Wow. And pull I, you back in. yeah, it would pull me back in. So I was like, all right. And then they, I got a, I remember I got the honey audition. Remember honey? I got the first honey like auditions. Wow. And I tried putting it out there. And that's where I was like, I would never act. Cause I tried putting myself on tape and it was so vulnerable. And I'm from a place where I wasn't used to showing vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was a scrapper growing up. Like I scrapped a lot. We fought a lot. I moved schools from my neighborhood. I got bused to school like 45 minutes outside of my neighborhood. So that was a culture shock for me too, where, yeah. You know, again, we weren't poor, but we were like, you know, just normal middle class people. And then I went to school with all these people, like 
BMWs and Mercedes and, yeah. you know, just a different level, a different class. And I grew up in a different hood, man. That's all I can say. I'm a different breed, you know, yeah, from yeah, these yeah. people. So there was a lot of mixed feelings in this world that I kind of just got thrown into. And I booked a job in L.A. for four days Okay. Um, to do... Are you uh, out of high school then? Yeah, I'm out of high school. Okay. This was the last year of my high school. I booked J-Lo and then I... Yeah. Okay. I booked J-Lo. I did that. They took me to LA for four days on a photo shoot and I've been here for 18 years. Wow. <laughs> I didn't... Since I never, then? I never left. Wow, man. That's I incredible. never left. And then from there, you know, wow. that whole Honey audition really showed me that I didn't like acting. But then I had a modeling agency and I did a couple modeling gigs here and there yeah. and then a couple people really wanted to market my name from that Jennifer Lopez and the Natalie Martinez the face of JLo thing yeah. and they kept throwing me at auditions and I'm like I didn't like it like again my lip would quiver like I got real like defensive mm-hmm. like I just was not mm. comfortable and I didn't know how and I guess that's what made me uncomfortable so I was like you know what fuck this fuck everything I quit acting I mean I auditions I didn't model anymore wow you know there was other things that led to that was really kind of unhealthy the lifestyle was leading you know I was definitely abusing a lot of things yeah. so i kind of stopped everything and got a. this is what now at 20 19 and 20 were you yeah. guys in touch a lot when you left him to cali yeah. yeah yeah we've always stayed in touch we're a lot closer now for sure but because uh, at that moment i'm a you know wide-eyed girl yeah. living in a different city making new friends so yeah. six months pass and you don't really talk as much <laughs> now it's like we talk all the time but uh yeah i quit everything and wow. and got a job at supreme what? <laughs> yeah. Was it the one? Was it Fairfax? Fairfax. Or? Oh wow. Okay. I was, so I was nineteen to twenty. I was this, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Twenty. Yeah. End of nineteen. Some twenty in my twenties. I was there. And Eddie, who's you know, I don't yep. know if you know Eddie. Mm-hmm. He um, he was such a cool you know boss at the time. I was sober for a bit. I was sober for like a year. Cleared everything off. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to model. I didn't want to be the world. And Were I was you crazy I, before that. Yeah. Okay. Nutty. Like drinking everything, just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Okay. It was fun. It was nutty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. Like, no, mom knows everything. Right there was, Sorry. Yeah. No, there was definitely a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> I mean, you know, right now, I'm a 132, 135. I was 95 pounds. Wow. So I was really tiny, and and I definitely got saved from a lot because like I, I was just hanging around with the wrong group of people, mm. and honestly, I didn't have any ambition, and I didn't have anything to that I wanted to do because I, I had this career that was there that was like really attacking me and wanting me to do something with yeah. it. But I was fighting it so much that I fought myself into a black hole, wow. you know? And I was just using and drinking and going out and like flaking. I wasn't holding appointments or anything. So I got clean. My boy hooked me up with a job at Supreme. I worked there. And then all of a sudden my old modeling booker calls me and he's like, you got, Ma, you got to go out for the spot. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. He's like, I will call your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, don't call her because I'll never hear the end of it. You know, I was like, fine, I'll go to this audition. I had been working at Supreme now for like quite some time. And, and Eddie was like, you know what? This is not forever. He's like, go to your audition. Yeah. He would let me go out because he's like, this is, you know, this is a store. You're, I don't expect you to be here totally. forever. You know, like go chase some things. I want you to have your opportunities mm-hmm. and not miss it out because you have to be stuck in a store. Right. So I, I saw, I actually ran into him not long ago and I got to say that to him. Oh, I was like, cool. thank you so much because by you allowing me to go to the audition, I ended up going and booking it. And wow. I booked my first TV show at 21. What wow. Was it? Uh, Fashion House with Bo Derek and Morgan Fairchild. Yes. I have it on my list. Hang on. Yeah, that was, yeah, two, that yeah. was 2006? Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, yeah. the main role for like 55 episodes or something. Yeah, wow. yeah. I think it was 65 episodes okay, of television. No, I think <laughs> no, I think that's what it was because I think we shot 65 episodes of television in 65 days. So again, I look, I clean myself up. Yeah, I'm like, dope. I don't want to do this. I want to go back home, and the universe comes knocking back up on my yeah. door. <laughs> like, oh, wait, Whoa. now so, let me try this again. You said Bo Derek. Bo Derek and Morgan wow. Fairchild. Wow, I'm a Bo fan. Remember back in the day when she had the braids? I remember, yeah, man. Oh, my God. Was... When I told my mom, I was like, oh, I'm working with the, like, Bo Derek. She's like, Bo Derek? Yeah, right? Like, what? I Call know. your father. <laughs> she was the shit back she then. Was we, 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 we're, we're older, too. I'm 50. Yeah. He's 50. Yeah. But back then with the braids, all yeah, that. She was like, it was like wow. oh, my God, Bo Derek. Yeah. And then you have Morgan Fairchild, too, which is oh, like a whole right. other one, you that's know? Another, yeah. So they were super cool. But... You know, in this whole story, it's kind of nuts because the main thing that I always saw was, you know, I, I still kept with it and tried until I just physically, men- mentally, and emotionally couldn't do it anymore. But it took that moment to kind of give myself another shot. And I didn't even want to go to the audition, but I went to it again. My mom had some play in there. Mom, <laughs> and, man. <laughs> Mom's Such there. back the whole time. And, and, you know, my other friend, too, who, who had said, who had wanted me to go, Victor, he's like, and he knew it. He's like, I'll call your mom. And he knew that I wasn't going to hear the ending of it. And when I booked that, I was like, you know what, man? Let me just, let me just go all in. I went mm. all in on everything else. Let me just give this a shot because clearly it's not going to let me down. Like, it's not going to, yeah. like, stop, you know? And I did. And I went, opened, you know, mind, open heart, open everything. I made myself vulnerable. And it was challenging and exciting. And I fell in love. It's awesome. I absolutely fell in love. And I can't imagine doing anything else. Well, I can a couple other things. But you know what I mean? <laughs> right, <laughs> I right. can't imagine ever stop acting. Yeah. I mean, did you ever take lessons or did you ever that's what i was curious like yeah, you just jumped that, yeah. in i just someone gave me a job and again that that's miami right so there like learning i feel like that's miami yeah. like learning lines just and everything you just remember i just i remember getting on set and like get up well, okay stand on your mark i'm like who's mark right <laughs> i'm like who's mark yeah you know, i had no idea of what was going yeah. on and then even when i did the audition I had to read off the stuff. So I was using the thing. And the director that was auditioning me, he's like, you know what? Put the papers down. He's like, okay. put the papers down and just talk to me. Right. And I was able to kind of recite my words again. And I think it was I, naturally, I'm really easy to memorize. If I read something with you twice, I already have it memorized. Oh, wow. So that's, that was something I didn't great. know I could it's do. really great. Okay. You know, but now it made sense because all my like anatomy tests that I had to memorize, like where the parts of the bones were, I would ace all of them because all I had to do was read them. And then I don't know if it's like, a, uh, what's it called? Photogenic. Photogenic. Yeah. There's a, there's a slightness to something there because I really memorized words and lines very quickly. But I think I had an understanding where... I just knew them, and then I just talked back to you. So when you asked me something, I just replied, but yeah. the reply was given to me, if that makes okay. any sense. Were you good in school, though, too? You got good grades in school? I mean, when I wanted to and when I applied myself. Something you liked, yeah. Yeah, if it's something I liked, if I wanted to do it, I could. Um, I didn't fail or anything like that. I was an average student because I just... Was she a strict mom? No, not at all. Not at all. She was a fun mom. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, My yeah. Mom too. Not at all. Um, but you be yourself. Well, that's what I liked because, you know, thanks to her, I'm not in debt. You know, because a lot of, she was like, why? My mom's like, look, go to school if you know what you want to do. Like, if I wanted to be a nurse, then yeah, you go to school and you get that. But if not, like, it was very much so, like, figure it out. Go go do this. Go model. Like, she pushed me to those things. Yeah, she did. I went across the country. She helped me. Like, well, you think I could just pay my rent sometimes? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of times things happen, but I always had mom to call and she supported what I was doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, it was great. It was great. But uh, when I did this, this whole job it was it was just an eye opener 
Fashion you know, house. yeah, and, and I remember crying to Morgan Fairchild because it was it was yeah, I really was. It was an after job, and they had us working a lot. There were three units going on. I think one day I worked nineteen hours, like Damn. multiple days. I was on a nineteen hour schedule, and I was emotional at that point. And I looked at you know Morgan, and I was like, "Is this what it's really like?" And she's like, "No, honey, it's after." Like wow. <laughs> when you get to SAG, it's way better. <laughs> wow. Um, so they, I had their help too. And I think just learning and being open. I think Miami had a huge play to do that. Like that's that hustle. Mm-hmm. Like look at my family. Look at the history of my family. They yeah. came to a different country and you just had to like get in where you fit in. Yeah. And make it happen, you yeah. know, without knowing the language. You had to build yourself back up, you know, with, without having any support, any money. You weren't allowed to come with anything. So yeah. I think it's in my DNA to just like, I, I think I do better if you just throw me into something. Make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Rather than like the preparation to me, I still wait till the last minute to prepare. <laughs> I, I just work better that way. Mm-hmm. So after that, you started getting all these other shows like. Yeah. The producers from that show gave me my second show. Saints and Sinners. Yeah. They gave me that show. And then after that, then I was like, maybe I should get a manager because <laughs> I still haven't had a manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have anything. And from there, I got my first manager and, um, and yeah, I booked Death Race. Yeah, I was going to say, we, I watched it the other night. That shit's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. I watched it. Because I, I was like, it's got to be a remake. Tyrese and Jason I remember Stadium the original. And... Yeah. That's how old I am. I'm like, oh my God, David Carradine. I, <laughs> I had no idea what I was even like getting into. That's a into, wild movie, man. But... I, I, I got to say, the characters that you, you, you're playing, a lot of the movies that I've seen are very controversial. Yeah. Badass. Very badass. Badass, Aggressive. Yeah. You know, yeah. fighters. I you love know? it. And, and does this have to do with your... Or do you see elements of your personality in these characters? Big is time. that why you like to... Mm. I, I think, well, maybe that... Yeah, sense. I think it does. Because sometimes when I get that girl next door... Or misunderstood. Like, like where it's like... Oh. Yeah, that's... I'm definitely a lot easier for the drama. Right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely a lot easier for me to be strong... And I like that. Like, that's my, my, you know, that's just my jam. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's my survival mode. Um, It comes really natural. And especially when I started doing action, that was like, all of a sudden I looked at my hands. I was like, I can do this. I feel like a superhero. I was like, I I don't ever want to do do anything that's not action. You do your own stunts? Your own stunts too? As much as I can do. Like, I've tried to do it. I've I've jumped from a third story, like down sliding, like the side of the wall. Well, harnesses and stuff, yeah, of course. Still. But, you know, I try to do as much as I can. And obviously, they're, you know, not taking away anything from stunt people because I don't think they get enough recognition at all. Yeah. I have great stunt women that I've worked with and great stunt teams. And there are obviously things that aren't safe. And these poor people are like, I'll do it, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I got to give them credit where it's due. Totally. You know, because um, I've, you know, I think I've only thrown myself out of a car <laughs> once and that hurts. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm it sure. Hurts. It hurts. Uh, but no, I do as much sense as I can. And yeah, I, I do have that. And I've tried to go out for other roles. I like comedies and stuff too, but mm-hmm. I still haven't found like my comedy yet where... I can see you like a romantic comedy or something. Yeah, I just, it's hard for me sometimes to play those like, you know, one of the, actually, let me just tell you this. One <laughs> <laughs> one of the notes I got back from an audition that I went to that I was playing like the ditzy girl kind of like, you know, girl next door who like they kidnap her and like things happen. I didn't get the job and I thought I killed the audition. Right. So my manager like, what happened? They're like, she was great. We loved her, but she's, she just, she's too capable. Mm. And I get that a lot that I'm too capable. Like they look at me like, no mm-hmm. one's putting you in a trunk. Right, right, right. <laughs> no. right. And I guess I give that vibe off and I don't totally. know if it's the East coast. Like look at me just talking right now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's the East coast, the Cuban in me or, or what it is, but 
I love it because I think stronger females need to be out there more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean. I agree. I mean, there's so many things you don't go over everything, but End of Watch is another great one, man. That one, I really, that one changed my acting game, I think. Okay. I think that one was pivotal to my career in the sense where it opened up my eyes watching Jake. Yes. And watching Michael Pena, which I think is phenomenal. Totally. Um, And David Ayer, the way he prepped for the film, they prepared yeah, the preparation for that for them, like as learning with cops and doing drive-bys yeah. and fighting and doing all these different things, they took that four months. I think they prepared for that role. Wow. Those guys, and I I came in for like the, maybe the last month, month and a half. They prepared for all that. We shot that movie in twenty five days. No, wow. So the preparation for that was so much longer, and that really taught me what it what it took to prepare mm. amazing characters. Yeah. So that when you watch the movie. You really see, like, Michael Pena and I had these little mini dates, and we would go out, and, like, David Ayer would set this up. He's like, you guys need to hang out, and if you guys can't see each other, talk to each other, and wow. I want you guys to create a relationship, because when you guys are on camera, I need to know that you guys have been together since high school, wow, you know? And it was cool, because we got to talk so much and really get yeah. to know each other. We are both with our partners at the time, so it was just about talking, like, what are you comfortable with? What am I comfortable with? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, for example, in the middle of the thing, if I want to put my arm around you, kiss your forehead, like, are you cool with that? Like, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of those things that made us able to, I'm not going to say improv, because David Ayer wrote all of that, and it was pretty by the script, except the one scene in the, the uh, wedding. I don't know if you guys where I'm, like, oh, yeah, giving yeah, yeah. a little bit of explicit uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. advice. But David Ayer came up to me, and he's like... I oh, want, yeah, at the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I want you to make everyone really uncomfortable. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> so you just did that? That was just on... Yeah, I was like, wow. what's going to make men uncomfortable or people uncomfortable? I was so uncomfortable, dude. <laughs> Yeah, he came up after me. He's like, good job, good job. He couldn't even look at me. Wow. (laughs) Um, So it was fun. It was fun. But yeah, that role to me, like, really kind of showed me, like, wow, the freedom in acting, like, Mm -hmm. really building your character, building your role. And and I just really enjoyed it. And that was, like, I think one of the stuff that was, like, a next step for me. Yeah. It was cool to see young Frank Grillo in there, too. Oh, yeah. Like, his hair pushed down. Like, it just didn't look like him. It was like... Mm-hmm. That was all. And then uh, um, Anna Kendrick's in there as well. Yeah, yeah. She was... Everyone was great. We had a really yeah, good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then The Land. I mean, that was that was 2016. There's so many more. I mean, are there some favorites of yours? Did, I mean, did you have to so go to Cleveland shows. to film this? I did. Ooh, this is the second episode. Woo! I did. I the actress who went to Cleveland. Really? Yeah. And yeah. We just talked about this... Uh, on the podcast. On the podcast about going to Cleveland and filming. Like, so what was that about? Yeah, like, yeah. How was that experience? It was great for me. I had a really good time with everything. The cast, I mean, the, you know, the cast was a little younger than me. Yeah. And it was kind of nuts because on the first day there, my first day of work, I don't know if I should give a little spoiler or not of it, but right? I mean, sure, go ahead. it's been out. <laughs> the first day of the job, you know, my son had passed away in, in the story. Oh. And the first can I say that? Or not? We yeah, just so, beep it. Yeah, I'll beep it out. We'll yeah. beep it out. Uh, but no, the first day, something really dramatic. Yeah, it's heavy. You know, in in the story, something really dramatic happens. And the first day of my like shoot time, they made me shoot that episode, that, that part wow. of the movie. So I showed up, like, hi, nice first to meet you, hi, nice day. to meet you. And then I just had to bawl and scream and wail in the first 30 yeah. minutes of me getting on set. And I was like, nice to meet you guys. <laughs> That was super gnarly. That was a super so gnarly it was scene. an intense, an intense uh, shoot, but it was a lot of fun, and I just really enjoyed being a part of that. I really was sad that I didn't get to like any screen time with like Erica Badu, mm. you know. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and Michael K. Williams as well. I'm obsessed. You know, he's he's amazing. So yeah, Nas produced that, right? Yeah, I executive producer Nas yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, 
And there's a shot of Brooklyn Projects in our friend's store, the skateboard Oh my shot. God. That's Brooklyn Projects, yeah. So you didn't have time to really hang out in Cleveland? I got to, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's she all I really want. You know what? No I, want to I, actually, I actually was like, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. And okay. I walked down this like downtown area. The flats, um, sure And it's, it's like all brick, like uh, cobblestone or yeah. brick or something like that. That's mm-hmm. what I remember. And I'm dry, walking around and I see this huge line. I'm like, what's going on? I look up as Diane Ward like playing. What? what? Yeah. I love him. And I was like, uh, and then this guy's like, go, go, tickets, tickets. I bought a ticket and went to a show no by way. myself. Awesome. Yes. How was it? I loved it. I, I, I love, love, love Diane Ward, man. So I never see him live. Oh, it was fun. Yeah. It was they fun. They kill it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's I had a really incredible. good time. So I, that's one of my memories of Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> that's really a good memory. All at right, the House right. of Blues. It was right by, at the House okay. of Blues is where it was. Right, right. So I got to go see a concert on my own. Food was great, you know? I had a really good time. Everyone was really sweet and nice. See, she, she liked Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Happy yeah. Now? yeah. You know what I felt like? Because I lived in, I shot, you know, I did Secrets and Lies and Under the Dome. Those two I shot okay. in Wilmington, North Carolina. And it kind of. North re- yeah. yeah that's remind- Juliet too, right? You said? Yeah. We did Sick. Secrets and Lies together. Shout out to mm-hmm. Yeah. She, uh, she was great. We got along really well. I loved her. Um, it reminded me of that a little bit. Just like a neighbor, like a, just a neighborly neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm kind of place that's, that's funny. funny that's funny it's, i mean so many things i, I know people i hate talking about this stuff, but csi uh when i don't i had a detroit blast 187 um el dorado sons of tucson i wish detroit 187 would have kept going because <laughs> one i love detroit like really? i had you a, love detroit oh i had okay. a we talked about detroit last episode. yeah that's right i went stepping in detroit wow. i was eating at all these different like restaurants and hole in the walls and I mean, I had, we were so much fun, and the Charlie Villanueva was playing for the Pistons at that point, so I got my Dominican brothers playing, wow. and we were hanging out. It was like, it was just such a blast, and I had my friend Jasmine, who like kind of ran all the all the party scene there and stuff, so it was just like, you know, I was going to shows, I was going to concerts, Yeah, uh, we were, I was going stepping in like random places. What right? is stepping? Tell us stepping. It's kind of, it's a dance. It's like okay. the, the, like the, step, the no. like the hustle. Okay. You know? The hustle. Do, do, do. Yeah. But it's kind of like Detroit's known for like okay. their stepping game. Isn't that Chicago hustle? Come on, Toby, you should know this, man. You, you know how to step? Hell yeah. yeah. You know, I'm from Cleveland, kid. <laughs> I'm going to see you step yeah. after. No, I, I'm actually joking. I know. You cannot step, but you cannot do it. I don't know. Maybe I can. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, Maybe I can. it's fun. It's easy. But man, some people have, um, they dance with two women and they just like twirl you and move. Oh, it was amazing. Mm, wow. The so you're, culture you're, there was just awesome. Okay. You know? So you're a good dancer. I like to dance, yeah. I don't know if I'm a good dancer, but I like to dance. Hip hop style too, everything? All of it. All of it. I can break dance. Yeah, this whole little twerking yeah. thing, I've been doing that since I was five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excuse you, we're doing a podcast. Hello. Uh, can I have one? Yeah, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Interrupting. I, so we brought these little dehydrated strawberries. She that... brought so many snacks. And a smoothie. I appreciate <laughs> that. Snacks. No, he doesn't want any snacks. Um, I'm talking on the mic. I can't snack. Okay, so the land we watched it last night, then um, another great one, Message from the King. Oh, that Bozeman. was great. Oh, my God. It's so good. I'm very fortunate that I got to work with him. <laughs> I'm very, very fortunate. Yeah. He is, he, I think I would say is he's such a gentleman. Like, That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah, he really was. And, you know, we've, we've known each other outside of that as well. And then we got this job and it was really kind of exciting. You know, there's like little racy parts and stuff. But I always yeah. felt very, very comfortable. And um, there's just, there's nothing bad that you can ever say about that man. That's what I've you been know? told from you, Vane. Yeah, man. Yeah, there really isn't. Incredibly human. Yeah, it's like so. Like to a point that you're like, it really, he stands out. You know, because yeah. they're, you know, not saying that there's, 
you know there's shitty people everywhere but yeah. he's just really he's a class he was like a class act you know yeah, that's cool um, it's such a great movie man yeah it was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun and then i got to do that one those are like those little projects that i get to kind of do that i really enjoy like the land was one yeah you know message from the king is another you know i have these little like side stuff that i get the opportunity to do and i love i just like to work you know yeah, i could see seems it like, seems like it repertoire yeah, yeah. Whoa, a lot of so many things it's yeah like and i've you know tv's TV. definitely taken yeah tv's taken off for me you know i've done my movies i've done you know the ryan reynolds with selfless and mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. you know with um can't even remember the name of that one <laughs> what is it? broken city thanks mom broken city, there you go yeah. mom's got my back yeah. broken city, selfless. <laughs> i keep watching ugly dolls yeah Battle of the big rock there's so many man Baytown so Outlaws. many yeah magic so- city memoirs yeah, Magic City Memoirs, that's a very personal one for me. So my boy from high school wrote that. Oh, shit. And it's based on all the friends we lost. In my graduating class, I think I lost eight. Wow. Or nine kids. Really? Mostly driving. Driving? Yeah, because we, huh. you know, drinking and driving. Don't driving, okay. yeah. Yeah, drinking okay. and driving. Um, A lot of drinking and driving, for mm-hmm. sure, because I feel like one, again, we partied, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we partied. And it's not that all Miami's like that, but we definitely had a good time. You know, we're, I don't know if, the, again, the Latin culture or what mm-hmm. it is, but we're very vibrant people. Love music, love this, love that. Love everything a little too much. <laughs> but uh, from going to the beach, and we all live down south. We all live in the suburbs. So, you know, that drive back and forth, and sometimes you're partying until 5 o'clock in the morning, and you're driving back late. Some people fell yeah. asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them under the influence. And... I, I, I love that wild. I love that you're so not Hollywood, but you're crushing Hollywood. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You know what I mean? Crushing it's just, Hollywood. Just the whole Absolutely. story, and even like how you kind of like really into doing it. Your mom's like, "Go try out for the J Lo thing," and then all of us doing this, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm I really into this. I'm gonna go do it." But they know. You know, like your thing- mom knew. Your mom knew from the jump, though. It's- <laughs> Yeah. Oh, remember when I was like telling you I was fighting it? Um, I would fight with her, be like, "This is your dream. It's not mine." Yeah. You know, and I was like, "I don't give a fuck." (laughs) You're gonna do it. (laughs) Max, you're here for a perfect time because now we're getting into Kingdom, which I got you into Kingdom. I got so many of my friends into Kingdom. Yeah. Still, yeah, still watching now. Max into it. And, and just your character is such a bad, you're so incredible in that. Yeah, so. That's um, why I really, like, really found out about you through that. Yay. Um, yeah, a lot of people are, like, thinking it's new. You know, we shot I that six, almost six years ago, I think. And I've been doing Muay Thai now. I think I found boxing when I was 20, like, two or 23. And I was boxing at Wild Card for a little bit. Wild remember card. I told you? Yeah, remember I used to, like, I, I was a scrappy kid. I used to fight, you know, a lot for, like, different reasons and stupid reasons. But, um. <laughs> Boys. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was, I mean, who knows, man? There was a lot of stuff. I mean, just. Wild Card. Just don't step wrong. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I, I, I hear you, man. I've seen you in all <laughs> but the movies. But what I found is <laughs> that when I started boxing, I was like, wow, I really honed in a lot of that stuff. And, yeah. you know, they really say once you master that kind of craft, I'll be out there and, like, something happened. Be like, no. I want nothing. I'm good because I think you just kind of harness that power. Right. You know, I think I just had, I think I had a, like a lot of demons to kind of get rid of and, gotcha. <laughs> and acting's helped that a lot. You know, sure. healthy lifestyles help that a lot. And this fight, the, the training has just been a really great help to kind of like mold that into something. Yeah. And I started boxing for a while and then I threw my first kick for Muay Thai and I was like, never going back. Wow. That Muay Thai to me was like I was obsessed because I got to learn how to kick, how to do elbows, the art of eight limbs. I got to learn, mm-hmm. and I love the craft of fighting so much. So I had already been training for a bit, Wild Card, and the Fortune Gym where Frank Fortune. goes, and yes. Frank goes to both. Max goes to two Melrose, yeah, yeah. So we um, 
going there, I Detroit One Eight Seven. Brian Velasco wrote on Detroit One Eight Seven, who also Brian Velasco created Kingdom. Wow. Okay. So there's the connection there, yeah. and I always played that kind of tough chick. I was mm-hmm. already boxing in while I was in Detroit. Okay. Frank's like Natalie would be great too because she already knows how to do this, and I yeah. see her in the gym. So I think all that kind of helped. Totally. You know, me get nice. this role, okay. and so you're already training in real life. I was already training yeah. in real life, and now I just got paid to do what I loved. Yeah. You know, so I was like, of course I'll do this. In fact. The day that Brian and I had a meeting for this role, they gave me the first season to watch. After like, what after seeing Jonathan Tucker? I was like, I'm in. Right. <laughs> because and that guy is just pitch. amazing. You know, yeah, everybody's amazing yeah. on this. Yes. The whole show was amazing. I was like, I want to be a part of this, you know? Yeah. So I go have a meeting with By- Byron at like 6 p.m. at Soho House. Cut to 2 a.m. My manager gets an email. We've had a couple of drinks. My manager gets an email of a handshake saying, got it. We're, like, we're done. They panic. They're like, what did you shake on? What did you wow. do? What did you say? I'm like, that's it. I'm in. I'm got it. I'm going to do the job. And they're like, what? No. Like, you just took it. Oh, my God. And we, I was like obsessed. Everything we talked about, the character, what she was going to do. So good. And yeah, I got the job, and once I went in, there it was awesome. When you see the me and Frank training, that's just really us throwing mitts and vibing okay. off each other. You know, all the fight scenes, I did all of it. Wow! I did every single fight. Scene. I fought for eight hours one day straight, and then wow. one of those fights, I actually clipped Justine Kitch. She's a UFC fighter. I clipped my my foot hit her her shin, but I was had so much adrenaline that I was like still going. But when I got off, I was like, Yo, I need a bucket of ice to ice my foot. So there's a picture of us for the, our feet being soaked in ice and then i went back and fought for another five hours you know wow. like doing the scene because obviously this it takes a lot of you know time to kind of get all the different shots mm-hmm. yeah the next day i woke up and i went to go put my foot down i fell off the bed i couldn't put pressure on my foot wow. i had to show up to work in crutches and everyone was freaking out but Damn. luckily i think it was just like a sprain or something yeah i, I hated your sister. i lived i hated ava i hated your sister oh. on there Oh my Lena god! When she, when she came in, it's like ruined. Yeah, that character Dude. really got me down. Man. I know. She, she was so she was such she was a great actress, obviously, but like her character was so like, no, the drugs, just everything about her is just. She's destructive. Yeah. So destructive. No, she did a great job too, and I just really wanted to, you know, how it really kind of that was my luck in the whole show, my whole life. I was always constantly moving. Nothing yeah. ever worked out for me. Yeah. So, so that, that was that was, that was just a pay per view show at first, right? D- uh, direct TV. And then it got picked up Netflix. And right then that's the where it kind of blew up. Dude, totally blew up, man. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I tell them to this day, I'll still do it. I think when I left the show, I'll call them and be like, hey, I'll do it for free. Like, don't tell <laughs> I don't even care. I'll, like, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. I will do this for free. Like, I loved the, the people, the show, the writing. I'm a huge fan of Byron, you know, mm-hmm. everybody on it. So that, oh, that, that's to this day show. one of my favorite my is favorite it? jobs. Wow. I think I you really tell from the character. I mean, it was yeah. so believable. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's a fighter. I thought you were a fighter. Yeah. Like <laughs> when for, I saw it. I, I oh, like, and yeah. I got built. Let me tell yeah. you, I was yeah, one, you, I think I was 145 at that point. And I was like, like oh, I, was, I, I was really, is like this, I was like, she's not an actor. She's a real yeah. fighter. It was That's great. <laughs> all, all the guys are like cutting weight and doing this stuff. I'm eating ribs. <laughs> I'm just like, because, you know, not, not that the girls are big, but the girls are strong. Yeah. I, didn't, I wanted it to be believable when I was kind of at that I point. believable. Where, yeah. yeah. I was so. like, somebody's getting their ass kicked. On their um, <laughs> was this before the We Be Burning video again? You and Sean Paul video? Oh, I was we so be young. Burning, and not and controlling what nobody wanted to like, uh, She's And, and uh, just, Justin and Timberlake too, right? That was my first time i think ever 
being in front of a camera. Really? Justin wow. Timberlake was my you? first thing. I think I was 18. Wow. Yeah. Senorita, so yeah. All, all those videos have one thing in common. I know someone on them. Okay. Like, okay. So I think, was it, yeah, Pharrell was the one. We, I know Pharrell. So he, he was the one that put me on the Senorita one. Sick. Because he's like, oh, just, you know, I'm shooting LA. You should be in the video. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. Like, what else am I doing with my life? You know? Besides, like, at that moment, hanging out with the wrong crew. Um, so I went and did that. That was my first time. And I was like, cool. That was fun. And then Pitbull's one of my, like, dear oldest friends. Wow, so really? So cool. a lot of his videos, you know, he'll call me. He's like, hey, you know, come just come be the chick. I don't want to deal with anybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. so I'll be the chick. And then Jesse Terrero is another dear friend of mine. So those are the common links that, like, They'll just call me and be like, the model flaked or something happened. Like, can you be this? Can you do that? And, and I love it because you just listen to music cool. all day and hang out with your friends. That's yeah, cool. that was a big song. Should we be, we be burned? Remember that? Yeah, I, I didn't I realize. Sean Paul was huge. What year did that come out? Um, I don't remember. That was like, I think, 2007. Yeah, 2007. Yeah, he left the country for 20 years. He was in Brazil. Really? Yeah. yeah. You missed all these songs. I've never been to Brazil. I missed out. Really? Okay. Yeah. South America is amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. I spent a lot of time in Costa Rica. Excellent place. But Beautiful. South America, actually, yeah, I think I've I've been to Peru. I shot a movie in Peru. What movie was that? Um, that was called. <laughs> I, 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 got, put you I got my spot. list. I got my I list. Even, huh? Got, what, what movie was it called? And it might lead up to my next um, question. Was it Keep Watching? Was El Dorado. El Dorado. Okay, Searching yeah. for the Lost City of Gold or something. El Dorado. Wait, 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 wait. Was that an animated film? No, no, <laughs> but they have a cart. Yeah. I used to watch it in school, and I was like, El Dorado. They would do that. Yeah. Song, whatever. And I watched that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we were filming this so they can see your dance to the El Dorado song. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where you filmed that at? Yeah, I filmed that. Ooh. There was Shane uh, Shane West and Eldon Henson. Uh, he, Shane West. Shane West. And Eldon was one of the Basher brothers of Mighty Ducks. Okay, wow. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Got to see Machu Picchu. Yeah. I did that. Right? But there's... There's definitely a lot of places I haven't gone to so much. Once work kind of picked up, I'm I'm right, kind of nonstop. You were nonstop, right? This is like movie every single year. I know. Time. Right now, it's like I'm at a point where I kind of want to take a break for a second, but yeah, then COVID hit. So there goes my right. There goes my break, and then during COVID, I was like, I'm not gonna work anymore. Where's my life? Right? Yeah, I was tripping out. I really was. I mean, it was you know, it was definitely hard for a lot of <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. Um, the island. We started watching that it yesterday. Just started watching. Me and my it. wife. My wife started watching. She loves it too. Yeah. Right from the Off very the, beginning. Right the jump. Boom. Dude. Drama. Yeah. You and the girl. I was like, I here know, we go. Here dude. we go. Yeah. Your character. They're just like, let's get it. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. It was pretty intense. That was Who also was that Dominican Republic. Ooh, wow. It's beautiful. That was oh also god. something else where DR. I love the experience of that because I got there and. I mean, you don't understand, man. For lunch, I got to eat rice and beans. And I got to eat food and like plantains. Fresh, yes. And like like, like food that yes. I'm like accustomed to. Yeah. You know, I had like mangu in the morning. And I'm like, which is like these plantains that are boiled with red onions. I'm like, I'm dying. Oh my God. Damn. How long were you there for? Uh, Three months. Wow. Man, three three months. months in that wow. vacation. Yeah. Three months I was there for it. And it was, it was, it was great, man. I had a great time. I shot every day. All day long, I was the first one there, first one to leave, and I had a smile on my face the entire time. That's great. I would get up in the morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, and my driver would pick me up, and we'd drive on this bumpy road Dang. to like this like private beach where we shot most of the camp stuff. Yeah. And I got to see a sunrise every morning on that beach. Like beautiful, I am man. so thankful oh, for man. what I do. It's so beautiful there. And I look at people sometimes who are like, 
just have bad attitudes on set. I'm like, what are you tripping on? Like, do you know how bad this could really be? (laughs) Three months? (laughs) You know, I was like, oh, I love that. I was going for runs on the beach. I was hanging out. Like, it was just amazing. I hate I hate Bosworth character so far. I don't like that girl you're clashing. She's so clashing with. She drives me nuts. Well, it's kind of nuts, though, because as it, you know, what what you get to see as you keep watching is why everyone who everyone really is yeah. and why yeah. they are oh, the way they are slowly coming out. I'm yeah. Like, and because I, I like her and it's quick, it's seven episodes. Yeah. So I'm going to smash that this week. I'm already sure. like five. Yeah. It's already like, suggested. Yeah. I was trying. I was, I was like, I gotta them. go to bed. So man. that's the like, one <laughs> when you see me, when you see me come down a building, just know that that was me really but coming down. That was you? I saw that. Part, uh, yeah. I mean, but your character is kind of like, Oh, one really quick story about that. <laughs> I had to go swim out in the ocean, right? Right. Mm. When I see this raft and I go swim out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Big check scene. this out. <laughs> it's seven o'clock in the morning. All the cameras are there, right? In the water. And they have like kind of security for you. They have men in scuba gear and women in scuba gear underneath just to make sure, I guess, Jaws doesn't come. That's mm-hmm. what I think. <laughs> so everyone's there. Everyone's in their little boats, hair and makeup, people with the cameras and stuff. And you have like three cameramen in there. And I'm swimming towards the camera, away from the camera, towards the thing so they can get the island in the back. We're in the real life like ocean. Yeah. And it's all great. We go, we cut, we got all our footage. We go to lunch. They're checking the film. Half of it gone. Uh, Half of it didn't record. So now it's like four something and we got to like do a makeshift thing. So now I have no protection under the ocean. Right. And this, one of the guys takes me on a jet ski, right? He has a walkie on him. Takes me out there. They take me out there. Right. They take me out there and he's like, okay, get off. (laughs) I have to get off into the ocean. He rides away into the jet ski. Rides away the jet ski, and then you hear, go, go. <laughs> and I just had to start swimming. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because, you know, I grew up with fishermen's, obviously. And it's 4 o'clock. The yeah. tide's up. There's, like, seaweed patches where you know that something's eating. And if something's eating, something's eating the something that's eating. Right. <laughs> so true. And it goes on. So I was like, I just had to get the job done real quick. But that's scary. I swam, like, I swam uh, competitively when I was young. Oh. So I have really good form. So that was one of the instances where, you know, I was just the better one to do the job because I yeah. was like Marine. So I had that like that stroke, man, that, that free stroke <laughs> down. You really, you really slid down that building, huh? Yeah. Wow. You saw that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did mostly. It's really interesting now. No, I did no, mostly I all my all my fights, everything on there. That's, yeah, that's a really. That's, that's fun. A, yeah, that came out. That came out. Actually, 2019, right? Yeah, that came out. We shot it 2018. And then it came out 2019. And then the Fugitives, the Stand. Those were kind of cool because they're like little one-off characters. Mm-hmm. But again, Stephen King, the Fugitive, you get Sick. to be part of these kind of great little like names, you know? Yeah. Uh, Twilight Zone, which is classic. Yeah, Twilight Zone, it, it's coming out? Or it, it's already out. Already out. But it's on CBS All Access. Oh, that's okay, why. Yeah. That's I, I why. I like, damn it, I want to see yeah. this. That's, that's the get now. You yeah. Know? That's yeah. the they get got now. me. And I'm like, another subscription? Really? Yeah. I Another, know. They got the new Paramount one too to watch I, the Real I, World Reunion. You have to get that one. Oh my as god! Well. But Yellowstone's on that, so get it. It's good. <laughs> Yellowstone's fire. And then uh, Ordinary Joe, that's coming out. Or is that that came out? we're waiting to see. Okay. That was a pilot that I was shooting. Uh, okay, okay, okay. That was a pilot that we're shooting, which I keep looking at my phone, be like, call me, tell oh, me. Oh, you, you got were it. thinking about <laughs> it? And then also I, Ride the Way, Ride the Way. Oh, yes. Started some music. That shit's catchy, man. <laughs> yeah, I started some music. My email girl Naz. 
Naz Tokyo. She's the best. She's a singer songwriter, super okay. talented, and we're best friends. And we've just been wanting to do something together. That was awesome. And she's like, "Well, let's let's make a song." You know, like, well, I was like, "Let's do music." I'm like, "I don't know if I can even sing. I've never tried it." And we're already like, "We're so crazy." We're like, "Let's go to Amsterdam, make an album." I'm wow. like, "How about Amsterdam?" Yeah, this is during the pandemic. No, this is before. Okay. And she's like, "Well, my boy's there. He'll, he'll like make beats, all this stuff." And she was gonna do this whole. I'm like, "How about we get in the studio and see if I can even sing?" Right. It sounds and, good. Yeah. And I can. But yeah. she, I still like I still got to figure out my voice and how to hold my things. But I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not tone deaf. You know, I can carry a tune. <laughs> I can helps. hold it. <laughs> yeah, I actually have like I guess with my memory with words. If mm. I hear you say okay, something, so you can... I can do match your pitch. That's I can match incredible. it mm. like more. Like yeah, that's really easy for me to do. I so now I'm learning how to kind of. I'm I'm learning my voice now. Is what do I'm you want to make music? I love it. I love it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a different that. way of expressing myself and yep. I feel like I have more freedom totally. to really express myself than I do in acting because in acting you have like writers, producers, yeah. directors, like so many pe people's like, you know, opinion and what they want to see and show. Totally. As with this, I can just kind of make music and I love to dance. I love to have a good time. Yeah. I can so. see you doing like a J-Lo vibe, no? I mean, I'll do it. Should it? <laughs> I'll do it. I need the whole thing. <laughs> what, about, what about rhyming? I know you're a hip hop fan. For sure. Rhyming? Yeah, would, you ever, would you ever rhyme or anything or no? You got bars. I mean, I got bars. <laughs> <laughs> you got bars. But you, um, are you a hip-hop head too? I do. I'm a big hip-hop head. Yeah. I like hip-hop, rap, you know. But I like it all. I like country. Wow. I like, um, <laughs> I like, I like rock. I do. I do like country a lot. I like my old school Alan Jackson. Like nice. I like my old. That was a matter Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's R&B okay. for sure. Way down under the Chattahoochee. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder than hooch coochie. <laughs> um, you like some uh, R and B too, probably. I'm I sure. mean, dude, I, I can Miami, recite. Dude. On, I can recite. Freestyle's Miami. I got. Oh, yeah, I got expose everywhere. Expose. I remember sneaking into my aunt's room and taking her expose album to the point of no return. Yeah, ah! hell yeah, oh, love That's it. Queens, so Stevie B, all of that. So freestyle. I mean, I really love it all. You yeah. know, but I'm a definitely R and B like everything. Everything. Mary R &B. J. Mary J, Best. SWV, SW Total. SS, double, double, Total. Yeah, Some Total. 90s, yeah. Mm -hmm. I even got, uh, what's her name? Everybody, man. There's so much stuff out there. I was even a fan. Like, I don't know if you know DRS. And, like, DRS, maybe. I don't know it's like old gangsta lean kind of like songs. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then booty music. I grew up on Uncle Luke. Yeah, Two Live Crew, yeah. man. Uncle you Luke. See, now, it, I, now I know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, Two yeah. Live Crew. Yo, <laughs> yeah, Live Uncle crew. Luke, man. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Wow. I know. I used to have this neighborhood kid that used to be like, I don't know. I don't want to say anyway. It's an Uncle um, Luke song. <laughs> but, <laughs> is there yeah. anything you learned about yourself in the pandemic? Like taught yourself to do something different or? Yeah, to slow the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all got that put, was, we all got put yeah. That was a really hard one. I was abusing... I was, I was abusing my body so hard that I didn't even realize it. I was burning the candle on both ends. Yes. And it took me to slow down for my body, for me to listen to my body. And my body told me that it's actually sick, you know? And it's yeah. not something that I feel that like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm going to beat this and I'm going to get to a point of remission and I'm going to be good because it's possible if you do life changes, if you eat healthy, yeah. you take the stress out of your life, you, you hydrate, like you treat yourself with love and compassion these things will change and I'm already seeing the change in it, but it took me to stop because I would literally, like I said, wake up at four o'clock in the morning, go to this beach, work 15 hours that day, come back. And then me, I would cook dinner for 12 people yeah, and then go to sleep at 12 o'clock, wake up at four and do it all over again. Yeah. And I was just like living life going at it. Cause I really enjoy what I do and I really love life and I really love people and I just want to be happy and hang out and yeah. I love breaking bread. 
but I never gave myself a shot. I never too. gave my time time to rest. I would never drink water. I would never stretch, you know. And I was I would get wound up, and your body doesn't know good stress or bad stress. It just no. knows stress. So the fact with this pandemic, I got to really slow down. I got to really know what matters, where I want to put my energy. You know, yeah. I was a yes person. Like I wanted to yes to you, yes to you, yes to you. And then I end up flaking and then I get mad at myself. It was like this toxic like circle. Mm. It was just going round and round and round. Yeah. And I was just putting all that pressure on myself. No one's putting the pressure on me. It's me asking so much yeah. of myself, you know, and putting it. And I would feel guilty because I wasn't doing so much for everyone else. And it's like, I had trying to, to please everybody. But yeah. Yourself. So yeah. I had to stop and give that same attention to me. So yeah, now, now you can say no to things. That's like there's like a power in that. Yeah, saying no to some stuff. You know, and it's it's not a mean no. It's a respectful no. It's, yeah, you know, it's not <laughs> like a which I had to learn. You know, I had to learn how to think of it in a different way. So I'm definitely changing my perspective and a lot of things and slowing down. You know, I feel like there's so much parts of my life that I wish I would have just sat and like devoured and enjoyed and mm, really taking it all in, taking it all in. And I was yeah. just so on to the next thing, moving, 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 because it was survival mode. I was on survival mode. Since I was like 18 years old, 17 years old, I've been yeah. on survival. I mean, younger than that, but like on my own, 17. Yeah. You and know, in a place you can just like kind of chill and. Yeah. And I want to start a in. family. Yeah. I, you know, my career is going good. I produce, I got a producing credit on the island. I produce awesome. and produce and like help, you know, write and create a, a brand new show that hopefully will be selling. I got to make some music. I got to paint. You yeah. know, like I got to like chill. You're doing it all. It's yeah, awesome. I love to cook now. So now I'm uh, the, my new obsession is to find ways to make all my fun Cuban food and Korean food that I love to make. Make it healthy. Make Ooh. it you know gluten free, dairy free. You know, I make a I like hell that. of a jackfruit, uh, be- like jackfruit uh, Cuban food. Like mm-hmm. it's all like my meats and stuff. I replace with jackfruit and wow. keep the same seasonings. Are there yeah. Cuban spots in LA that are healthy like that or? I don't know. I don't know. But that's a good question. <laughs> I know. I was just trying to. Oh, in my, could do that. She could do that. In Miami, head. there's a place called the Vegan Cuban Spot, oh, and really? that has like all vegan Cuban food, which is really good. But that's what I'm kind of like right. doing here. So you're right. Maybe this is something yeah. that could be your new yeah. Thing. Maybe we'll do a part two. But yeah. Part when, two. At my restaurant. Uh, yeah. That'd be sick. Hey, I'll be there. Do you Get have it. any? You have any daily rituals? Wake up. You know the coffee person. Why would you put a little makeup? No. Uh, Oh, wow. You know this. Put it in your makeup. Yeah. Systems. Yeah, systems are down. You like them? Yeah, I do. You like hard music? I do. I do. I think there was some, like, what was it? There was some Megadeth that I liked. Megadeth? There was, what was that other song? Who was that? that um, disturbed. 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 Disturb. <laughs> yeah. Disturbed oh, yeah. Disturb was something I kind of played a lot. Oh, my God. When when I got sober, it was... Uh, I think How long have you been sober for? No, I was. Okay. But I had a clean... I cleanse. Okay. You know, because I don't really have a... I don't have a problem, but I definitely found myself, like, in a hole that I need to stop. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, like, right. get back out and, like, recalibrate and totally. be like, what's meaningful here, you know? Right. Yeah. Um. So I took... You know, that's... It's important to take those times and step back. I always compare it to a storm. You, you know, in the middle of a storm, you don't know how much damage has been caused because everything's just all over the place. You got to just step back, let the storm come mm. down, then go and assess the damage that's been done. <laughs> You know, and call the insurance company and be like, yo, (laughs) (laughs) the roof's gone. I had no idea. I was in the bathroom this whole time. Like, it was nuts. But um, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, Pet. Uh, uh, Who was that? Perfect, no, Circle? Perfect Circle? Uh, Oh, not Perfect Circle. That was Disturbed, disturbed, right? No, the... Oh, wow. Perfect Circle. It was a song called Pet. 
Mm. I think it was. Look it up, Max. Look up a song called Pat real quick. This is why you're here. Look up Pat, Max. <laughs> Look up Pat. You're sitting there talking to people. No, for sure. It's Perfect Circle. Yeah, it's a perfect circle. Okay, yeah and that go. song, I think, was one of the ones that really stood out for me. That and um, A Cure for Pain by... You know the names of the songs. Yeah. Those, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> What's a cure for pain, Max? <laughs> Knowing the names of songs. Max, feel... you're, Max, you're a fact checker here. For today. A cure for I pain. Think, yeah, I think cure for pain was... Yeah, morphine. 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 Oh. Morphine. Oh. Morphine. Wow. Pain. Yeah, you guys should listen to that song. I that's like that's just heavy. Is it? Yeah, it's like a, like um, when you find the cure for pain, that's the day I'll throw my dogs away. That's mm. what the lyrics are. So that and uh, Perfect Circle Pet Perfect Circle was another song that was very kind of... Crucial for me at those moments. <laughs> How close is your character in Kingdom to real life? Because you were going back. Maybe, maybe your sister came from Miami. It was like it was this Florida kind of yeah. connection. There it was interesting. I think it was. You know, it's pretty close in the sense where I can relate to her in the sense of just being strong, being on my own, figuring it out, living in a car, did it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did know? all that. So that's just. She was definitely. She wanted it. She wanted it, and she. You know, I think she even faked it till she made it too, which is yeah. kind of what I did in the beginning. Yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, can they're like, can you sing? I'm like, if you want me to, I'll do anything you want. I'll figure it out. Just give me, you know. You made it happen. I mean, a lot of, one of my questions is, are you an optimist or pessimist? But I can tell you, it's super positive. You yeah. have so much positive energy. It's awesome. I mean, it's, everything else sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the positive energy, is so it's so. Uh, it's true it's though, infectious. but think about it. Like being mean takes it just sucks. I agree. Like, it's, it's a lot of it's, energy. It too. takes a lot of energy and. Yeah. You know, just being unhappy, like, it sucks. Like, yeah. just, there's so much to be happy for. There I really is. I you appreciate where you are and everything you've been through. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things, I think, in my career and one of the things I'm happy about is I was able to have a career, but I have a normal life, too. Like, I, it's not to my head. Like, I don't live to work, you know? Mm -hmm. I work to live. Yeah. We're yeah. going to end it on that. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any regrets? Fuck yeah. <laughs> a lot of people would ask me that they're like, but you want to know one of them is? Yeah. I missed Alabama Shakes concert because I had to go to Miami and I was so bummed because I didn't, yeah, like, I could have just pushed my date, my date one day and I like left. I was like, no, I want to get to Miami at a certain point, which was pointless. I didn't have to be there. I could have just waited and gone to see Alabama Shakes and now I don't know if I'll ever get to see them together. Wow. <laughs> live. 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 Yeah. I saw in Brazil. So yeah, oh, wow. there's my regret. <laughs> I think they'll be back. I think music will be back. I can't wait for live music, man. I, I know, really me too. I can't wait to go on tour. I, can't I need play. to work again. And I walk on stage yeah. and just have <laughs> the energy and that. I just can't wait. Like yeah. it's just such a hole in the world right now oh, with that. Yeah. It really oh is. God. You have any more questions for her? Yes. Go ahead. Just a few. Go ahead. Yeah. Just really simple. Go ahead. Uh, are, do you get approached a lot to do roles, uh, Latino roles, like as far as like speaking mm -hmm. roles in Spanish? Mm. No, not many. Not never. There's definitely a lot out there that, you know, want a Spanish accent mm -hmm. or some that are fluent, you know, with you that kind of stuff. Could, you would do one where like you have to speak Spanish? I could do one. Yeah, I could definitely okay. do one. And I speak Spanish. You know, my Spanish right, is, gonna... is, you know, I get, use some work, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> but uh, to speak like that, but I do speak Spanish. It's just I speak Cuban Spanish, but I think yeah. not many people see on screen. Like it's, right. it's a different tone. You know, I mean, Scarface is a really bad example of it, it's but it just shows you how how different it can be. You know, it's like a different Spanish. But I yeah. think just to kind of make it, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. You think that would be like really like stepping be, out of your box or your comfort zone? Or? I think it would be. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think it would be. But I think it would be a lot of fun because who knows? Maybe it'll show like a different thing because I definitely think I sing better in Spanish than I do English. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I really... found that. I, I don't know if it's the the way my mouth moves because mm. of the, the O's and the mm -hmm. the sounds of it that this is my voice is more comfortable. You do an album like that. Yeah. Oh, that would be really interesting. So right? that'd be fun. What about uh, novellas? 
Well, I was fashion house. Fashion right. house, fashion was, house a was a novella. Right? Yeah, I don't think I'll do like a Spanish novella. I'm not gonna pull like what's his guy's name, uh, <laughs> James Franco, and go into like right. days. <laughs> yeah, 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 sick yeah. actor, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but who knows? Why not? Like, right, right. Because mm-hmm. I know they're huge in the and novellas, Latin America, especially yeah. in Brazil and all that. It's I mean, like shit. so big. And I, I'll do it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You're down, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. What do you think about the future of music? I mean, uh, uh, movies right now with everything. I think. Th- it's not. I hope and I think it's never going to go anywhere. People want to be entertained. You know, the same thing with music. You can still yeah. put out and people can have it. You know, I think with this whole maybe NFT thing, the music yeah. world's going to change a bit. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, man, and I'm really happy that's going to go back to the artists. Hopefully the artists take mm-hmm. more control of it. Yeah. But um, with TV and movies and stuff, too, it's like one of the things that are, you know, people are always going to want to be entertained. And totally. they're going to want to see and watch and hear something. So Yeah, I miss going to the movie theaters. That's something I really miss going yeah. to. That was a big part of our family going. But nowadays, you know, we do. We have streaming. You I know. know. So yeah. it sucks, we, you know, we, especially we, for us that are older because there's nothing like going to a movie and having a release and going to premiere. But we still get to express ourselves and, and release it out to the world. And people get to see it now on a larger scale than before. Yeah. Right. Do you have, any, you have a top five movies or artists or anybody that inspired you the most in your life? Top five, top Ooh. five movies would be. It could be top five movies, or I got a top five easy on top of my head. What would be your you top know, five? I, I don't know about inspired because I kind of get inspired by everything. everything. Yeah. yeah, but you know, one of the roles I love that I would love to do something like would like I love Lucy. Yeah, you know, that's like a really cool role where she was yeah. smart, she was tough, but it was Hell like yeah, emo- it had like drama and stuff to it as well. Um, yeah, and I want I would love to be like the female James Bond or, or Born Identity. I can see that. Yeah, I can see you in James Bond. Those yeah. are definitely them. them so some, those are some goals you have. Some goals for sure. And do you still get worried about, like you say, you waiting for on this pilot? You get worried about getting stuff get picked up. Is it from job to job? It's from it's job just, to job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of my life I spend on hold. Mm. You know, because we Hurry shoot the pilot. Wait. Yeah, we shoot the pilot. You know, for two weeks, and then, and then I'm on hold yeah. for like three months to see whether Have they want to pick it up or not. Right. And then they pick it up, and then I'm gonna hold me for another month to go shoot it. And then I shoot it, and then now I'm on hold to see if you're gonna pick it up for next season. <laughs> and that's always been like that. That's it's how, always that's been how it like that. Yeah. Wow. So man. now it's a matter of like trying to book things while I'm on hiatus, or try to like line things up. Yeah, he could be making records and yeah. Cuban vegan spots, all exactly. that stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. serious, man. Yeah. That's good. I'm gonna even take that off the podcast. Nobody tries to steal it from me. <laughs> oh my god, I just thought about the name. I'll tell you when we stop recording. Okay. okay. Well, thank you for your time. Your mom's here. I really appreciate your mom being here. Do I here. say hi, mom? Yeah, say hi, mom. Get in there. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, your daughter's got a lot of love for you, and you're a big part of her, of her story. It's inspiring. Yeah, she is. It's really awesome. Man. I wouldn't I wouldn't have done this at all if it wasn't for you, mommy. Just that one thing going to uh, J-Lo, that one Just, audition. That's it. Shout out to J-Lo. Does J-Lo even know the impact <laughs> that that had on your life? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know she she's does. a big listener, so Shout yeah. out to you, That's an amazing story, man. Yeah. And thank awesome. you for coming here with the strength you. of our friends of ours and trusting us to have you on the podcast. Yeah, this is so much fun. It was yeah, really fun. You're absolutely. very you're very positive, yeah. uh, uh, inspiring person, your energy. I appreciate it's really that. Good. We like positive people on the podcast. No that's, doubt, no doubt. That's yeah. our whole vibe here. I'm actually anything to say to her or anything? Uh, thanks for coming. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Are you on TikTok? Get off of Are that. you on TikTok? Yeah. He's, uh, we're gonna I'm learning here. it. You can, you can break down this video because I want to put you on blast off this. You're going to show the video you did that was no, cringe. No. They went crazy. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, yeah. awesome. All right, now what can people find you? It's on your Instagram, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of an Instagrammer. Yeah. You know, they're trying to get me to do all the socials. I just, I can't, it's hard to even do one. It's a lot of work. Yeah, is, I'll try to do some videos here and there, but by the time I finish, I'm like tired. I tried yeah. to do that busted challenge. Oh. I think it took me like eight hours. Really? Yes. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> you know I'm not. Max? I didn't do the busted challenge. No, it's more of a girl thing okay, to do. Okay. 
Okay. You're all safe. Okay. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know what the. Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm but you can find me at I am Natalie Martinez on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.